0: Hola, amigos. ¿Cómo están? Welcome to another episode of the Grit Fitness and Performance Podcast. I am your host, Chris Sanchez, as always. And today we're going to talk about something that um, I feel needs to be discussed with every single newbie, or not even newbie, just every single person who's looking to start on a fitness journey, and uh, they're a little unsure of how to properly measure their progress, and the reason I say that is because the most widely used measurement of progress when it comes to losing weight or fat loss is going to be to get on your bathroom scale, and as long as that number is trending down in the right direction, you are doing the right thing. But I'm here to tell you that the scale is probably one of the worst ways to measure your progress. And too many people are hung up on the idea that the number on that scale is the sole indicator of success when it comes to the effectiveness of their fat loss regimen. And here's why. So the downfalls of the scale, number one is that it only measures mass. How heavy are you? So it, it only gives you one metric um, that it can actually measure on your body. And this isn't the best indication of health um, because it's it's just one thing. It doesn't take into uh, account the, the countless other things that may be going on inside your body when it comes to fat loss or getting healthier healthier, uh, getting healthier. Um, And, um, you know, too many people just they get hung up on that one number. And when it doesn't move, or when it plateaus for a week, they they really think they're not making progress. And it's just, it's it's totally not the case. Um, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that there are a, a bunch of factors that affect your your weight on a day to day basis. So from Monday to Tuesday, there are several things that could happen, you know, during the course of that day, uh over the course of the night when you're sleeping, that will either make you lighter, make you heavier, or not make anything happen at all. So, you know, there's there's things like hydration. So have you drank a lot of water? Have you not drank a lot of water? Um hard workouts the day prior so your muscles are basically just soaking up any and all carbs and all water and all glycogen and it's going to cause you to be heavier the next day. So do an experiment. I bet you if you go through a hard lift uh, on Monday and then you go about your normal day and you eat regular and you sleep regular, I'd be willing to bet you'd wake up the next day Heavier, And then you'll probably be confused as to why and that's just because your body's responding to what you put it through on the previous day. Um, Sodium intake, carb intake. um, So, you know, sodium will help you retain water and carbohydrates do the same thing, uh, you know, as well. They help you retain water. If you actually think about the name carbohydrate, um, you know, High carb diet is going to help you kind of retain a little bit more water compared to a low carb diet. So that kind of goes hand in hand with the hard workout thing the day after you're going to be a little bit heavier. Um, Any medications you're on could affect water retention and your weight from a day to day basis. If you're a lady, the menstrual cycle could do the same thing. Guys, you don't have to worry about that. Alcohol intake, if you, you know, drank, um, you know, a little bit, had a nightcap the night before, wake up, maybe you're going to be a little bit heavier. And And then the last one, um, cue the immaturity for any listeners here. Bowel movement. So did you take a long morning pee? Uh, Did you drop the Browns off at the Super Bowl? That's a poop joke. Everyone does it. You do it. I do it. Oprah does it. Um, Will Smith, uh, somewhere right now, the Pope is dropping a holy turd. We all do it. And that will affect your day-to-day weight as well. So... Honestly, day to day, like weight measurements are a, a total waste of time because there's so many things that are affecting them, and it's it's not a true indication of if you're making progress or not. There's there's a lot of things that go into um, you know your weight for that one day, and even BMI, the measurement that most medical professionals use and tell people that you know this is indication if you're at a healthy weight even that can be kind of misleading and not a true you know accurate representation of health or if you're at a healthy weight and I will use myself as an example so if you're not familiar with how BMI is measured or your body mass index it is your weight in kilograms divided by your height in meters squared. So, if you're an American like me, you had to go to Google and figure out how to actually convert all those numbers. But I did all the work so you can kind of see why this is not the best example. So, if you've ever seen me in person, I'm not a big guy. I am 175 pounds soaking wet, uh, which is 79 and a half kilograms. And I'm average height. I'm like 5'10, 5'10 and a half on a good day, which is point. 7, seven meters. So BMI weight in kilograms divided by height in meters squared, 79.5 divided by 1.77 7 squared equals 25.37. You can check my math if you're not uh, sure that I did it correctly, but I did. So When it comes to BMI, body mass index, um, underweight is considered anything below 18.5. So when you do the math, if your number is below 18.5, according to BMI and most medical professionals, you're underweight. If you do that calculation and your number is between 18.5 and 24.9, you are considered normal. If you are 25 to 29.9, you're overweight. And if you're anything above 30, you're obese. So, if you remember, I just told you my number was 25.37. According to BMI, I'm overweight. If you've ever seen me, I'm I'm fairly skinny. I I uh, I'm definitely not overweight for sure. Like that's you would, you would never look at me and be like, "Wow, Chris, you need to go on a diet. You are you're a heifer good lord save some food for the rest of us not at all I'm actually fairly lean pretty skinny you would never look at me and be like Chris is you know in need of losing weight or you know he's on track to go to the NFL no I'm fairly lean I'm fairly average um, and this is where BMI sucks at telling people that they're healthy so the one thing BMI doesn't take into account it's basically your your body composition, which segue is the number one way to measure your success without a scale. So, body composition is basically how your body is made up. Um, what's your percent body fat? How much lean muscle mass are you carrying? And that's a much better indication of health and progress. Um, just because we just covered why you know weight and BMI are just not you know a a true representation of if you're making progress or if your health is improving and you know the reason for this is because if you have two individuals let's i'm going to use myself as an example again so i'm 175 pounds and right now i'm about 13 to 14 percent body fat um so if you take another person another male you know who's five ten and a half um but he is 30 percent body fat. When you compare the two of us, you'll look at me who's at 13 to 14% body fat. And you'll be like, well, obviously, you know, Chris is healthier and in better shape than the 175 pound guy who's 30% body fat. So, you know, at 30% body fat at 175 pounds, that, that, that guy who I'm comparing myself to right now, he's carrying 53 pounds of fat on his frame compared to me I'm only carrying about 24, 25 pounds of fat. So, when you're going through your fat loss journey, your body composition is going to be one of the best things you can do to to measure your progress. Um, and there's a, a couple ways you can do this. You can do this with um, body calipers. You kind of have to be, you know, trained in how to do it with body calipers. But you can go to whatever your local gym or YMCA and. Use, doctor someone physical um not a physical therapist personal trainer who's who's done it before and they'll be able to kind of take those measurements on you uh there's more expensive ways to do this like a bod pod or um underwater weighing or whatever the expensive ones are that you have to go to a university basically to get it done or you can do bioelectrical impedance which is um fairly accurate and it's most um commercially available to the public, um, they have what's called an in-body scale, which is available at certain um, fitness facilities, <clears throat> grit, so, you know, if you want to know, you just stop in to us, and and we'll tell you what you're at, um, but using your body composition is going to be a, a much better way to, to measure progress than just weight. So as long as your, your body fat percentage is continually going down, um, you're definitely going to be making uh, a lot of progress. And, um, just a side note for anyone who ever tells you that muscle weighs more than fat, uh, this gets a complete lie. Um, one pound is one pound, so one pound of muscle does not weigh more than one pound of fat. Uh, I think the the reason why that saying has been perpetuated um, is that muscle is more dense than fat, meaning that it takes up less space, less volume on your body. So it is a, a 100% possible when you're on a fat loss or weight loss journey to get smaller, um but not lose weight so you're increasing lean muscle mass but you're decreasing body fat so you know when you when you have more muscle mass on your frame that muscle takes up less space on your body so you look smaller but you're actually not losing any weight and again that's why so many people get caught up on that number and why the scale kind of sucks as a you know, tool to measure your progress, so if you're decreasing body fat, increasing lean muscle, and you're not losing weight, some people will take that as they're failing, when in actuality, that's like the best thing that could ever happen, in terms of measuring your progress, so number one, um, ways to measure success without scale, uh, look at your body composition, decrease your body fat, keep track of that, number two, we kind of already mentioned this, is your measurements. So we just said that it's 100% possible and ideal, honestly, to get smaller but still not lose weight. So when you take measurements on your body, um, if you decrease the inches, which means you know you're 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 getting smaller, your your body fat is going down. So if you're doing a good job of maintaining or gaining lean muscle mass during your fat loss journey uh, your, your weight might not change. Matter of fact, it might go up, but if your inches, your measurements are going down, that's a huge indication that you're headed in the right direction. So some of the places that you could measure to kind of keep track of this are your neck, your chest, right across, uh, the nipples, your waist, your hips, your thighs, calves, uh, and biceps. Now, you can do all those measurements pretty much on your own, and then just keep track of those things over time. Measure every week, every two weeks, and if those numbers are going down, um, you know, you're clearly headed in the right direction, even if the scale says you are not. So, you know, there's that. Uh, Number three, and this goes along the same lines as number two, is how do your clothes fit? So that's kind of an indirect way to take your measurements and see if you're actually getting smaller and decreasing your body fat. Obviously, if your pants are getting a little looser around the waist, that means you are decreasing your inches. If your shirts feel a little less snug, if your bras aren't squeezing your chest to death, um, all of those things are indicators that you are decreasing body fat and you are headed in the right direction. So if you have a favorite shirt, take note of how it feels on day one and then come day 30, try it on again. See if it feels a little bit different on day 60, on day 90, however long it may take you. um, Keep track of that and see how those clothes fit. If you have a pair of pants that did not fit on day one, try them on day 30, try them on day 60 and see if they're starting to fit and Obviously, if they start to fit, you're headed in the right direction. So it's a real simple, real easy way to kind of gauge your progress. And everyone can do it because everyone owns clothes. And I guess unless you live in a nudist colony, those people can't do that. They'd have to stick to a tape measure. Um, Anyway, the next way. To measure your success, and I'm personally a big fan of this one, is before and after photos. And to me, this one is the ultimate proof that healthy changes are a marathon and not a sprint. A lot of people get too discouraged when they don't see like physical results within the first two weeks. Um, And then they lose motivation because it's been one month and they themselves can't notice any changes. They don't see... The the biceps starting to bulge. They don't see their abs starting to pop through that little layer of belly fat. And the results simply are just not happening as fast as they would like to. So, you know, they say, it's not working for me. I'm just not meant to do this. And then they kind of fall off the bandwagon and go back to their, um, you know, shitty eating ways or, you know, sedentary lifestyle that was before that. But here's the thing you. See yourself hundreds of times per day when you look at yourself in the mirror when you're getting ready, when you get changed and you see your own naked body in front of you, um, when you see yourself in a uh, whatever in, in a reflection on the car window like you literally see yourself hundreds of times a day. It's going to be super hard to notice the slow changes that are occurring within your body over the course of one month two months, maybe even a little bit longer than that. So I always tell clients that when they're starting, you yourself will not see results until you hit that three month mark. So it's going to take 90 days for you to notice changes. But here's the thing. Other people who only see you once a week, twice a week, they will start to notice changes big time um, because they're not seeing you as often. It's like watching paint dry. Like, of course, you're not going to notice that Paint is dry if you watch it like, you know, the entire time from the application until it's 100% dry. Like, no one can do that. You walk away, you do whatever else, and then you come back and you're like, oh, that paint looks dry now. It's the same thing if you have a kid. So, I'll use my son as an example. I really haven't noticed on a day to day basis that he's gotten. Taller, Like from day 37 of him being here to day 38. It's not like I woke up and said like, wow, he looks taller today. Like I didn't notice. It just happened over time. Like obviously he looks taller now than he did, um, you know, seven months ago. But that's the same thing that applies to you. You're not going to notice that you're getting leaner from day 2 to day 3, day 7 to day 10, like it's just, it's too small of a change, that's why before and after pictures are going to be such a a game changer, because now you can see changes from day 1 to day 30, day 1 to day 60, and I've done it, and if you're doing everything you need to be doing, and changes are actually occurring, you can look at those pictures side by side, and then you'll go, oh, yeah, I do look a little bit more cut, or I do look a little bit more shredded, and that will keep your motivation high, but I just have to tell you, it's going to take time. You're not going to notice, don't take you know, every single day, unless you're going to edit the photos and you're going to do like a time lapse type of thing, which would be pretty cool. But I just notice, it's going to take time and you're not going to notice on a day to day basis. So do my advice, take one every month and then compare those pictures back to back to back. Uh, the fifth thing you can do to measure your success without a scale is your performance, so what I mean by that is your your training, or even how you're performing on a day-to-day basis in terms of physical activity, so if you are participating in actual workouts, or you have a training program, which is highly recommended if you're trying to lose fat, keep track of your your workouts, like actually write these things down, track them in your phone, so on a week-to-week basis, you can see... Am I using more weight on this exercise? Um, Did I go further on my run or on my cycle? Is that what you call it when you ride a bike? On my cycle? On my ride? On my ride? Yeah, that's probably right. Um, Am I taking less rest? Am I recovering more quickly between sets of exercises? Like all of these things are going to be indications that you're headed in the right direction. So that's why, especially for beginners, it's so important to kind of track your progress and see, you know, how was I performing on week one compared to how am I performing on week three? And if you're getting stronger if you're taking less rest if workouts are becoming a little bit easier and you can push yourself a little bit more like obviously you're headed in the right direction and I'm a big fan of when clients come in and let's be honest like probably like nine out of ten people who come to see us have a fat loss goal Um, that's just the state of you know where we're at as a country even if they say like i'm only here to lose weight i'll still tell them i want you to pick 2 to 3 performance goals and i want you to try to work towards them for the duration of however long you're training with us and the reason for that is because if you if you're hitting those performance goals any aesthetic goal that you set fat loss goal weight loss goal if you hit that performance goal i can almost guarantee you you're going to hit that aesthetic goal as well so you know let's let's use a uh, a lady for an example if i say i want you or whatever, if it's her goal, uh, I want you to be able to do one strict chin up by the end of six months when you come in here. Um, like, just be honest with yourself. Have you ever seen um, a woman do a chin up who didn't look like she was in fantastic shape? Maybe. I highly doubt it though because chin-ups are very dependent like the the intensity or the how hard a chin-up is is directly related to how heavy you are as an individual. So if there's a lady hitting a chin-up, I bet you she looks fantastic. And you know, it can go for for whatever performance goal you have. If you want to decrease your mile time, if you can run a mile in 14 minutes and then at the end of 4 months you're down to 8 minutes, I bet you you're going to look better at that time too. So, you know, performance goals give you something to Track and to look forward to on a weekly basis, and you can see these things changing uh, more closely and more rapidly than you will notice fat loss on your body. Guarantee. So, like, it's a very tangible thing. You know, week one I was using 20 pounds. Week two I was using 25. Week three I was using 30. Whereas opposed to you know just looking at yourself in the mirror, week one you might look the same as you did. Week two, week three, week four. So it just gives you another way to stay motivated to keep working hard and kind of measure um, you know, your progress in a better way than simply just looking at yourself or just hopping on that scale. Um, so just make sure if you have a fat loss or a weight loss goal, always set training or performance goals for along the way. Um, and if you're not sure what goals to set, if you're a lady, I always say one or maybe not you know, a couple more than one, maybe like three strict push-ups, one strict chin-up, deadlifting, Um, you know, at minimum probably your body weight, probably a little bit more than that, maybe one and a half times your body weight, Um, guys, you should be able to do multiple strict Um, chin-ups, push-up variations should be a cakewalk for you, you should strive for probably like two times your body weight on a deadlift, but whatever, there's there's a whole, whatever you want to do performance-wise, just Set that performance goal as you are going along with your fat loss journey, and I promise it'll make a big difference. And then the last thing with how to measure your progress is simply asking yourself and taking note of how do you feel throughout the day. Do you have more energy? You know, are you feeling less lethargic during the day? Um, do you have increased? confidence, you know, do you feel better in certain social situations or do you feel like you're able to tackle harder challenges throughout the day because you feel better about yourself? Is your sleep quality going up? Are you sleeping better at night? Are you sleeping throughout the night? Do you wake up feeling more refreshed? Um, Is your stress decreased? You know, do you feel yourself uh, coming home in a more relaxed and kind of mellow mood all the time? are you happier? Like, do you just wake up and throughout the day you just feel like a better person? All of these things, well, some of them are, but like, you know, some of these things you can't really measure, you know, with numbers. It's just kind of, uh, you know, a, a you know, a relative to the person. Um, if these things are improving and you feel better, um, you know, that's that's going to be big too. Like these things are going to contribute to your levels of motivation. They're going to contribute to you, um, you know, just pushing yourself and kind of hitting your, your goals in the long run. So, you know, don't, don't downplay just overall quality of life as you're going through, you know, your fat loss or your weight loss efforts. I mean, if you hate your life when you're, you're doing these things, you're doing something wrong. There's more to life than simply fat loss and, and looking good. I mean, if you're not enjoying life, like what's the point? So if if you are exercising and eating right and those things are improving, like that's that's a big indicator that you're headed in, in the right direction um, for, for your goals. So again, to kind of recap everything, the scale, not the best way to uh, to measure your success. So daily fluctuations in your weight are meaningless. Weekly fluctuations in your weight uh, are a good way to indicate a trend. So if it's going up, you got to change something. If it's going down, good, keep doing what you're doing. Month to month fluctuations in your weight are what you should be concerned about if you are using a scale to measure your progress. Um, but other than that, find a way to, med- to measure your body composition. That'll be a better way to to track your progress. Um, measurements. So take your measurements. Uh, how your clothes fit. Before and after photos. Performance. Are you performing better on a um, you know training program? And then, um, how do you feel? Do you feel better? You know, are the non measurable aspects of your life improving? So take those things and start implementing them when you have your fat loss goals, and it'll be a a much better way to indicate uh, success in the long run. So go forth and, uh, you know, use those to become a more informed, educated fat loss. Warrior. So if you guys liked us, um, us, did I say this or us? I don't know. It's, it's early. Um, if you like the episode, uh, do us a favor, leave a five star review or a written review. Those help too on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you want more information, visit our website at grip and then that same thing on Facebook and Instagram at grip fitness And, Performance. and um, That's it. Yeah, so I'll see you guys on the next episode.